the FT. Operation Iraqi Freedom is over, and the Iraqi people now have lead responsibility for the security of their country. A transitional force of U.S. troops will remain in Iraq with a different mission, advising and assisting Iraq's security forces, supporting Iraqi troops in targeted counterterrorism missions, and protecting our civilians. Consistent with our agreement with the Iraqi government, all U.S. troops will leave by the end of next year. That was President Barack Obama announcing the end of U.S. combat operations in Iraq last night. Although violence is nothing like the levels it was before the U.S. troop surge two years ago, the country remains unstable, and its leaders are in deadlock after an inconclusive election in March. It's perhaps telling that President Obama didn't present the departure as a success story, and in fact. U.S. Defense Secretary Robert Gates, when asked whether the war was worthwhile today, said that it would be for historians to judge. I'm joined on the line by Andrew England, the FT's Middle East correspondent, who's based in Abu Dhabi. So apologies for the quality of the line. Andrew, you were in Iraq last week. How do you think Iraqis view the departure of U.S. forces from their country? I think Iraqis themselves have kind of mixed emotions. I mean, obviously, many were pleased to see the end of Saddam Hussein's rule. But when the invasion began in March 2003 and Saddam was ousted, there was a sense that this would bring development, uh, reconstruction for a country that had been under sanctions, that had been at war. And yet, seven years on, in the eyes of many Iraqis, none of those promises have been fulfilled. They'll feel that security is still bad after tens of thousands, some people put it upwards of 100,000 Iraqis have been killed by American action, by sectarian violence, by the insurgency that the invasion brought. They'll feel that the, the development of the economy hasn't taken place. Do they welcome the departure of the U.S. troops? Well, that's another area where the, I think you know, people are sort of struggling with an internal dilemma. I think they want to see the American occupation end. They want to see the Americans pull out in the sense that they blame the Americans for, for, for bringing uh, much of the problems they faced over the last seven years. But at the same time, they're very concerned about what will fill that space and the capacity of the Iraqi security forces, which were rebuilt after the U.S. controversially disbanded uh, the old army and police, um, about their capacity to actually tackle threats and have the ability to provide security. We've seen a number of bombs just in the last couple of weeks, um, which have wrought carnage across the country. And also there have been elections this year, elections were held in March, but in spite of the fact that um, it's several months since the result was declared, there's still no government. Why is that? After the elections, there was no clear winner, which meant the rival political groups had to form alliances or have to form alliances uh, to gain a majority to lead the next government. Those negotiations have made very little headway. This has exacerbated the frustrations of Iraqis who turned out in high numbers to vote. And there seems to be very very little uh, optimism that the political standoff will be resolved soon. You have two parties, one led by Nouri al-Maliki, the prime minister, and one led by Ayad Alawi, which came first and second. But they can't agree uh, on a power-sharing arrangement. There's a history of animosity between the two leaders. And so there seems to be a complete deadlock. And so for Iraqis, they look at it and they look at politicians looking after their own interests and ignoring the wishes of the people. Can the reconstruction go ahead in spite of this deadlock? I mean, how, how long do you think the deadlock can continue? Nobody knows how long it continues. I mean, this is a concern for 
Iraqis and diplomats and others watching watching Iraq. I mean, development hasn't taken place on the scale that many expected anyway. Uh, the last government was weak. It, it was riven by divisions within the various groups that formed the government. There was the violence. And reconstruction now is critical to a stable Iraq. The U.S. efforts at reconstruction are winding down as well. Um, but unless there is a, a strong government in place, um, then that reconstruction looks set to be on hold. Finally, Andrew, I'd just like to ask you what your view is about the future of the country. Can it hold together? Well, it's a very difficult question to answer, and you'll get different people have different views. One diplomat told me that he sees it splitting apart. Um, others would say the Iraqis will go so far and pull back from the brink. I think everybody agrees that the instability is going to continue. The attacks by extremists, whether they're al-Qaeda or whether they're Shia militia or whether they're Sunni nationalist extremists, are expected to continue, even though the violence has reduced since the sectarian um, fighting between Shia and Sunni communities. But I think that the general perception is that it will remain a weak, uh, unstable, and violent country, certainly for the foreseeable future. Much will depend on the formation of the next government, whether it is a strong government, whether it is able to push forward with improving security, improving reconstruction, improving education, improving health, creating jobs. No one can predict exactly where it will go other than it will remain an unstable and um, weak country for some time to come. Thank you very much, Andrew. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.